Jason's show amazing. It is every day. But unfortunately, it's just podcast. You can get it anywhere. It's the most downloaded political show uh, that there is. Uh, I think it works better like way early in the morning in terms of getting a brief. If you if you listen to that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're sort of up to speed on everything to get a uh, rundown on the day. I don't, I don't know that anything uh, is better than that. Dowd, uh, is, are you able to connect to your uh, video so we can get you on rockoftalk.tv? Oh. I'm, I'm loaded and ready to go. <laughs> hello, loaded. mother. Hello. Uh, hello Probably mother. a better camera. Uh, uh, here. There it is. Let's see if we can go ahead. And there you go. Hello, okay. hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Mike here. It is really nice to see that. Let's see if we get a high-speed connection. Dowd, you seem to be moving without the uh, yeah the, without the bizarre framing that goes on. Thailand. Um Yeah, so today, you know, just have to filter through all of the strange things uh, that have to do with, like, the end of the campaign, making sure your financial reports in. Like, this is the stuff. These are the reasons why people don't run for office because of all the other paperwork. And It's just crap. I mean, it really is. And and my stuff is easy. Uh, You know, I I had one-fifth of the money that uh, Manny Gonzalez is. But Manny Gonzalez is going to take me to the Board of Ethics anyway and to court for using my radio station, ladies and gentlemen. And he he wants to do it. I mean, this is what happens when you're such an incredible loser all the time. Uh, Christian Manny to... Gonzalez is not doing that. That is the work of his oh, political right. consultants. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Even though I asked him and he literally admitted to it, that was a result of my political consultant, James Hallinan. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, um, or uh, James Hallinan or James Classical, whatever it happens to be. I mean, when when you get outspent five to one in all of this, and you have the type of showing that we did, and from what we're uh, we've already gone to the state of Mexico, just because we wanted a tally, like you you don't want you want to you don't want to lose the lesson, you don't want to lose the opportunity to kind of crunch through the data, and our volunteers, you know, they're hot piping, uh, uh, mad and excited all at the very same time uh, to kind of learn what the work that they've done and what was done was quite incredible. What was achieved was incredible, uh, it truly. And we are still a momentum on the way up. If anybody didn't lose during this entire time, it's our campaign. Because now we're going to leverage what we have to make it incredibly difficult for Tim Keller. He's already fighting with, with uh, what, what? He's already fighting with Sheriff Manny. Manny's got, Sheriff Manny's got a year to go. People aren't going to be paying attention to that. They're like, they just mailed it in. Okay, and think about this. Does does the sheriff Manny for the next year really going to be helping Michelle Lujan Grisham? Supposedly, is that which way does it go? Does he want the crime rate to go up or down? <laughs> you know, so, I, do, do you see do you see like a, the the flux that we're in? The the, the great uh, writer Joseph Sobran had a uh, paleoconservative was kicked out of National Review for not being neocon in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite political quotes. I'm trying to remember if it if I can get it exactly. In politics, the first test of power is if you can punish those who betray you. And I think Manny is going to be persona non grata in the Democratic yeah. Party. I mean, well, <laughs> ooh, it's going to be grisly for him. Well, not only that, but I mean, if he had anything, they would have come forth with anything already. You know, I think that's the uh, information. And then Tim Keller is now fighting an uphill battle because he is not going to be helping Manny Gonzalez and Manny Gonzalez isn't going to be helping him. So the crime rate, folks, isn't going to improve around here. Things are not going to get better. And then you're going to have probably about 150 to 200, what I'm being told, but 150 based upon your choices out there. And and if you Republicans, you voted for Manny, this is all how you made all this happen, okay? About 150 to 200 police officers. 
unless they implement my program. If, if Tim Keller today states that we found $35 million and we're going to go ahead and give it to our police officers, we're going to retain, recruit, and grow our police force. If he does not do that, he will be under 50 in a year where Michelle Lujan Grisham is continuing to keep you masked up and continue to punish businesses. That's what's happening right now. They're going after businesses. We know the uh, daunting day is is upon us. I think December 8th, if I'm not mistaken, is the day for Sandy and Talk to Los Alamos National Labs. Their date was October 1st. Uh, we know that I think at the beginning of the year, every company, you know, Joe is going to make sure that uh, ages 5 to 11, everybody's vaxxed. It's not a vaccination, folks. Don't be idiots. Gene therapy, okay? You need to understand this, all right? This is going to continue until you fight back. This ends when we all say no, period. Other states aren't going through this. You need to push back. You need to fight for the 505. And what we're going to do and what we have been doing right from the very beginning, if you went and you went to fight for 505 and then you went to vote 505, what did we do? We pushed for all the other city council candidates regardless if we had a relationship with them or not. It's like only vote for them. Have you ever seen another mayoral race in in the history of Albuquerque where they're pushing for all the other candidates to run and the school boards to run? You've never seen that before. You were frequently mentioning those candidates. Always. Yeah. A couple of them actually won. <laughs> they won. Pretty amazing. You know, and, 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 you know, it's very important that you pay attention to the, the bigger picture here because fighting for the 505 doesn't mean, well, you lost, you stopped fighting for the 505, right? You got to keep doing it. That's exactly what we're going to do with Lori Robertson. We're going to do that with Renee Grout. Uh, we've already uh, marshaled our forces, and that's exactly what we're going to do. And by the way, five years to the day on Monday, it was none other than Don, and I hardly mentioned him, during my entire campaign, okay, we were trying to get as many votes as we can, and these people just, I, people don't need to know that I that I support Trump. They know I support Trump. There's no bigger Trump supporter in the market. There was even people going so far as to say I didn't vote for him. I was on board back in uh, 2015, you idiot. Like, stop with the misinformation as you're trying to control this little tiny fiefdom here. The conservative New Mexican wrote something, and I got to tell you, I don't think, I don't think that many quote unquote conservatives, and especially the conservative, right, Manny Gonzalez, right? Oh, they cheated! Oh my God, dude, you couldn't be a worse candidate in every way, shape, and form. You couldn't be worse. Okay, and now I've got to battle your Democrat supporter, the PRC chairman or PRC one. Karen Montoya, and Dowd's done the deep dive into her, you know, uh, shallow background. The woman didn't even graduate college. Okay? And we are going to let, and you will not be able to shut us up. Take us through the ethics board, you'll lose. You don't have a case. There's nothing there. The radio station's on the AM side only, and you didn't even do anything. And I leverage how many of your debates during that time, and you fail to perform. Is that what you're upset about? This stops. This is a waste of taxpayer money. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of everything. Instead of attacking me and having your people trying to do whatever you can to get me out of the race, maybe you should have run a better race. Maybe you shouldn't have lost five times. Maybe you should have been more focused on cleaning up the county. 
Because right now we have 110 murders in the county. We actually have the news media saying that now. You're seeing those news finally reporting on the accuracy of the crime numbers. That's not fighting for the 505, having 110 murders. Oh, he's doing this and they're doing that and we're doing this. I mean, we know Kim Keller sucks. We know that he stinks. He's terrible. But you were never in a position to beat him, not once. And you Republicans who had this idea that you thought you should have said, well, you know what, we got to go with our, our Republican. Because what's happening around the country and what you just heard from Steve Bannon is that let's go Brandon, right, is losing his ass. It's not looking good for losing his not ass. Not looking good for creepy Joe. Oh, and it's going to get worse. Midterms. Oof. In fact, it was Newt Gingrich today says that there's going to be a swing in the House of somewhere between 40 to 70 House seats. People are motivated. I'm already thinking about December 7th. I'm already thinking about the election next year, whatever's going to come out of this. I'm already reaching out to people, and if you don't respond to me, I will find somebody else to run. Our CD1 declaration, Michelle Garcia-Holmes, she should get out of the race, period. That is a waste of time. It is not going to happen. We don't need... Democrats like her running as Republicans, and I don't care who carried her on. There's a reason why she was here. We've got to find other people to run. And I'm out there recruiting. We need a good CD1 candidate. And no, Mark Morris, don't even think twice. Oh, about God, running. not yeah, again. They, we're not dealing with that. Okay? So if you're interested and you're of someone of a political note, we want to get you on there and out there. The CD1 demographic is changing. CD3 demographic is changing we need to evaluate where we're at and the moment that thing is basically you know all outlined we're going to have all the information that you're going to need so that we can take it to these democrats because i think we can squeeze out one we got to help out yvette harrell down south we've got to keep that seat we've got to think about cd1 against who who's your who's your cd1 candidate never heard of her never heard of her Elisa Martinez, if you're listening, which I know that you are, you need to get your ass out there and start your campaign for CD1 today. Period. Okay? This is, this is your, your, your last hurrah, and I know that you can beat Melanie, Melanie Stansberry, and we can get the entire Republican Party. And for the rest of you, you think you're going to run against uh, somebody else, you're going to need name recognition. Period. Elisa has that. She yeah. is the only person. She is the only person in my opinion, that should be running for CD1. Dead right on that. Okay? I'd love I, to see that race. Can I mean, you we, imagine? We can get her to win, period. would not know what's she ahead of her. Know. I mean, Lisa's tough, and she's smart. And she's, she's clean yeah, yeah. from top to bottom. Just yeah. get out there, yeah. okay? Right? I, don't, I don't care if uh, whatever foibles we might have uh, with each other. I don't care. We have to win races. Lori Robertson has to win her race. Renee Grout has to win her race. Dan Lewis already did. You saw the, the, the great analysis. I'm so proud of this guy. This guy just doesn't take crap from anybody. This is uh, Nick Wilbur of the conservative New Mexican. All right? You want to see someone who's actually, you know, doesn't mind being out there, sticking his neck out there for things? He says, our election analysis, don't blame fraud. Don't blame fraud. We're, we're going to uh, blow right through the, because of the late start, blow right through the top of the hour news. I'm done hearing it anyway. After another disappointing loss in Albuquerque, the right-leaning conspiracy theorist 
were pounding keyboards after Election Day to justify why the Duke City once again sent a failed progressive to City Hall. It's a natural response, a form of political self-preservation to grasp at any justification that's just blamed from the loser to the cheater. <laughs> he writes in here, was the Albuquerque election rigged to elect Tim Keller? We know we know the machines. Okay, we, We've got them. 73% said yes, 26% said no. Twitter is not real life. Online polling is not accurate. Okay, that's what he puts up there. But not everything needs to be a conspiracy theory. There's a saying called Hanlon's Razor. Never attribute uh, to malice what is more simply explained by stupidity. While the justifications range from voter suppression using newspaper tools, we know that. We know what they did to me, okay? We know how KKOB did. I played it ad nauseum. We know this, this was all, hey, we, got, we can't let Eddie Aragon get too much name recognition. We know what Chris Ramirez did. We know what Channel 7 and TJ Wilhelm did with this 4.6%. We know the cheaters. We know them all the way through. You know this, okay? It was expected. We didn't whine about it. We pointed it out to you, and we said, Exhibit A, Exhibit B, Exhibit C. <laughs> well, the justifications range from voter suppression, using newspaper polls to outright rigging of voting machines. Ignorance is a much better explanation for Albuquerque staying mostly blue Tuesday night, and the data backs it up. This is why we have to sell. All I'm going to be doing is selling. For the next year, for the next four years, I'm going to just continue selling. Okay, because nationwide, we, I certainly hope New Mexico can't be this stupid. We cannot continue to be voting for these idiots year after year after year. Ask yourself, he says, if the voting machines are to blame for Democrats winning, why do the Republicans sweep elections in Virginia where Dominion voting machines are used? If Dominion is switching votes to elect Democrats, why do Republican Dan Lewis unseat the Democrat incumbent by a 124 12.4-point uh, margin. Well, if you ever talk to Cynthia Borrego, oh, my gosh. She, she is a stupid woman. Yeah. Fair to say? Is that fair to say? Well, I think easily one of the dumbest uh, elected and, and I don't call all my opponents stupid. I, there are people on the left who are smart. She's not one she of them. Is, she is stupid. <laughs> Pure and simple. Meet the woman. You're like, oh, what? What was that? Either corrupt leaders of our state are getting screwed by Dominion's evil overlords, or there's a more reasonable explanation for why Democrats usually win in New Mexico. There are more of them. Yes, there are. Yes, there are a lot. But we got to convince them. In CD1, comprising Bernalillo County and Albuquerque, 47% of registered voters are Democrat, compared to 28% Republican. This is exactly why we need a female, minority, Latina, Elisa Martinez, to run for CD1. Absolutely. Period. Okay, and name recognition. She at least ran for a statewide race. Okay, and don't worry about the CD one. Nobody paid attention to the CD one last year, so it really doesn't matter. That's what you have to have. And we have the apparatus. We have the people. We have the movement. We have the truth. We have all these things to send her up to Congress so we can get this done. These are deep blue districts in CD one. It's not unreasonable, he says, that the third of registered independents would cast ballots for the Democrat in this year's mayoral race. Please, please don't call in, okay? I haven't even I haven't even got to the point where I forwarded the phones. Got a lot to do today. But hold on one second. <sighs> yeah, I've already been asked to run for. I have zero interest in running for anything other than mayor next time. Period. Period. I, I think the best place for my uh, uh, use is right here, every single day. All right. It is unfortunate that Keller won re-election. Unfortunate. I'd, I'd go a lot stronger than that, right? Catastrophic. <laughs> it is disastrous. 
It is absolutely disaster. Yeah, uh, I'll give you Elisa Martinez's uh, email address, and we'll we're just gonna draft her in. Okay, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna send her a bunch of uh, email. I don't even know. I we're going to politely harass her for for that. Uh, not harass her. <laughs> politely. Uh, yeah, just I just. Don't and I think Eddie, you make a great point about uh, Stansbury. Look at Lan Senna, who was appointed to her role uh, on the city council, and you've got to strike early to get these you know far left progressives you, out. Early. And uh, when you're appointed. It's almost like when you win a special election, it's it's like being appointed because it's not a real election. You know, Scott Brown won in Massachusetts, a Republican, you know, a moderate Republican, and he was immediately ousted when he had to run for real election. So I think well, if, Lonely Girl, a, yeah. if Lonely Girl has to run Thank for you. real election against a real opponent, might be a very different well, and outcome. And then the, you have to also factor in the other thing that's, a, I think, of strong consideration for all of you out there is that next year is going to be one of those, you know, sort of battle-born uh, years because they're going to be trying to hold on and justify Joe Biden. Oh, and so if we start since now and we start pushing and pushing, I'm not going to get involved in a governor's race. Period. So don't, don't. I'm already getting texts about that. Not going to even touch that. You guys, whoever comes out of the, the primary, fine. Whatever. I'll interview all the guys. They all come in. See how you do. But you, you don't want to get on the wrong side of me about this either. So just pay attention. To well, and, and don't get <clears throat> overconfident. I think people who in, in 2022, of course, you've got the midterm election. Traditionally, the party with the president in the in office does right. terribly in the midterms. I'll give you two numbers. 1998, Democrats did very, very well. The, uh, Clinton's second term in the midterms. 2002, after 9-11, the Republicans held on in 2002 with George W. Bush in office. So it's not guaranteed. Historically, the yeah. trend is overwhelming. The pr- incumbent president does not do well, but it's not a lock. You need good candidates, and you need to get organizing early. As soon as you can. So uh, Lisa uh, Martinez's um, email is Elisa Maria, Elisa Maria Martinez 21 at gmail.com. That's E-L-I-S-A-M-A-R-I-A Martinez 21 at gmail.com. So if you want to go ahead and email her, I'll let her know that that's what we're talking about. You know, the thing is, is, you don't return phone calls and we're saying, hey, you know what? You need to get your ass out there so you can start running. That's what you got to do, okay? We're in the fight. We need to take Stansbury out. That's all I want. That's all I want. All right, so let's continue with uh, Nick here. It is unfortunate, <laughs> disastrous, that Keller won re-election. His policies have not only failed to make Albuquerque safer, but they've actually contributed to a higher homicide rate and a doubling of homelessness in four years. Well, more than that, two and a half times. While we accurately predicted Keller's win, we can't gloat about another loss. Bad news for conservatives, and it's even more ominous for the Duke City. But the writing was on the walls, they say, and the polling was once again accurate. You know, I'm hearing from people, and they're saying, where were the Republicans in this race? We're seeing a lot of infighting, you know? The new leader of the BC GOP did nothing. Didn't even say my name. Didn't do anything. Well, something's never changed. Yeah, something's <laughs> never changed. Uh, from one to the other. Well, I mean, we'll just, we'll just hand you your ass right here on air. And don't you think some uneducated non-college graduate on some other quote-unquote conservative talk show is going to go ahead and uh, be able to add rhyme to reason and all this? You've literally got, I don't know how many years of education between the two of us down, but you better at least know what you're talking about. <sighs> I'm just, and I'm just kind of saying that off the cuff. The Albuquerque Journal's pollster, Brian Sanderhoff of Research and Polling, sometimes gets a bad rap. But unless you believe his polls are fixed to align with the rigged election system, and obviously some do, he deserves credit. Sanderhoff predicted Keller's outcome within, th- within 3%. The poll had him at 53%. Keller secured 56%, according to the election data. 
Out of the three polls conducted by the mayoral in the mayoral race, the others were killed before in the paper. Oh, that was, uh, of course, our city councilor. Yep. The journal was the most accurate by a large margin. KLB poll was off by a cumulative 15%. The paper was off by 9%. So here's what, here's what happened when it came to the election. Uh, and this has to do with timing. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you what happened in this whole entire thing and how the momentum stopped and how it was news stations like 4, 7, and 13, and then uh, KKOB, as well as Joe Monahan, who literally act as uh, many, we call it manufacturing consent, engineering consent. Okay. They only stuck to Sandra Hoff's poll. Okay. And then they threw that number in there and they drove it down. Now, my only mistake in the entire race was not to get out to the vote early. That was really my only mistake. We didn't have the, our forces weren't exactly uh, focused on that. Let's just say that. Okay. So my mistake on, on all of that, because we know that. They stuff the ballot boxes. That's what the Democrats do. They get there early, and that's exactly what they're going to do here in the city council. But we're going to prevent that from happening, which means that we're going to get out since now, and you're going to get behind Lori Robertson, and you're going to get behind Renee Grout, and you're going to do everything you can so that we have a majority. And so we can, I don't know, who make Brooke Basson or, you know, who, dare I say it, Trudy Jones, who endorsed Manny Gonzalez, you idiot. Uh, whatever we need to go ahead and do, Okay. But if we get a majority in that city council, you have a mayor who's a complete and total lame duck. And then we can drive our policies and our platform that we had already been advocating for. Okay, the five C's, we can push on that and I'll push on those five city councilors all the way through. It's a lot easier to push on them than, than to try and do it to Mayor Tim Keller. Here's how we control the conversation. Okay, we did it with the stadium. We take full and complete and, and total and complete, not to mention the other people who jumped on board, um, credit for starting that conversation at a very early time. Okay? It, it represented the very worst, the very worst of New Mexico in terms of our investments. Ready? Remember what I said? I said, not for a building, not for a rocket ship, <laughs> not for a train, not for a bus, nothing, period. And you guys went out there and I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Back to the uh, uh, the write-up here. The journal poll had Keller at 53%, Aragon at 13 I got 18.5%, had Gonzalez at 20 Gonzalez got 25%. And then you look at these numbers of KOB Channel 4, and they were much closer to the actual reality, with the exception of Keller. And this is the very curious thing, and we still, we contacted the Bernalillo County, um, what is it, Bernalillo County, what, what is it, Bernalillo, what is Linda Stover, Bernalillo? Oh, uh, County Clerk. County Clerk. Gosh, can't even remember that. Uh, the state, uh, who is Maggie Toulouse Oliver, who's not running for re-election, okay, because she's can't she's termed out, right? Is that is that fair to say? I think I she's termed out. That's true. I think she's termed out. All right. So in all of this, we can't get any information. We can't get tabulations. We can't get any reports. We can't get it. We're getting everything piecemeal. Everyone's just sending in photos at this point. They're sending us photos of what they saw, what was posted, what's in there. Okay. Sanderhoff wasn't just right about Keller. He predicted Republican Eddie Aragon's performance within 5.4, Manny Gonzalez within 5.6. He has been consistently accurate. Journal poll in 2017 had Keller at 53%, Republican Dan Lewis at 38%. Sanderhoff hit Lewis's percentage on the head. Keller won with 62%, outperforming the poll by 9%. Okay, so this is how the 
manufacturing consent happens, okay? They get to the poll, and then they say, oh, he can't win. Drive your vote to somebody else. And then you're not even voting for values anymore, which is exactly what the liberal media wants you to do, okay? They want you to do that two to three weeks ahead of time, and they want you to get to that poll. So there's sort of like two votes, right? There's the, the, the vote that's conducted by the media. It's like, oh, yeah, he's always right. He's always right. And then they're driving that point of the conversation for as long as whatever's left until voting day. That's how this works. That's the engineering consent that I've told you right from the very beginning on polling. All this data is easy to explain away by the conspiracy theorists. Rigged rigged is rigged, and there's no convincing them otherwise. We get that. What's left out here is the manufacturing consent portion. We're trying to drive and get to that number. Everyone's trying to make that number that comes out in the poll the reality. It also acts as keeping people at home. Oh, he has no chance. Why would you? She has no chance. Why would you ever show up? <clears throat> Nick continues. But for the reasonable folks out there, ask yourself if polls serve not to gauge the race, but to influence it, depressing turnout by making Republicans feel like their votes don't matter. And if you believe then the election outcome is fixed, why would the polls underrepresent the Democrats' performance by 9% and 3% in 2021? That is the most important sentence of the entire write-up. That's the fly in the ointment. That's telling you. That's telling you that you're more interested in whining, that you're more interested in crying, that you're more interested in oh, I can't wait then, right? And the Democrats are like, oh my gosh, that that's not enough yet. We only need to kick them until we get 100. We're not happy unless it's 100 percent. Why do they have that? Why do they have that strength in numbers in the crowd? Why are we so individuated, right? Why, why don't we just fight for the 505 and create a crowd wrapped around that and say, hey, you know, we're going to fight for the 505 right to the very end. I'm getting locked. I got I got a, a post-it note on my locker today over at the country club. And uh, thanks, Dub, for sending that saying, hey, you know what? That is awesome. That is awesome. Thanks for fighting all the way through till up until the very end. The conspiracy falls apart even more when you consider other races. Sanderhoff wasn't just accurate in predicting the Democrat winner. In 2013, Sanderhoff predicted Republican Richard Berry would win the mayor's race with 63% of the vote. He won with 68%. Okay? So on the flip side, it's there as well. The conspiracies just don't add up. All right. So we knew this kind of going in. Right? We knew we're up against it. But we really thought that if we got to December... And looking at this, I want you to understand, because I'm, I'm a political science guy, an economics guy. Look at all. I knew that if I got to the runoff, and I'm going to tell you right here and now that Eddie Aragon, me, would be your mayor December 8th in this election. And it's very easy to surmise. We could have surmised it by one thing and one thing only. The vote on the stadium. You need nothing else. Not to mention the 120 murders that are going to be happening by that very same time. This is what happens when we as Republicans, and I'm influencing independents. Notice I never said Trump. And even Democrats. Oh, people are walking up to me left and right. Oh, my mom's a Democrat. My dad's a Democrat. We're going to vote for you because we can't stand Tim Keller. We can't stand Manny Gonzalez. That's what I was coming in for. We had this thing timed right. I knew that if I got into early, I knew the Republicans would go and find a candidate to put up against me. In fact, the very day I declared, I think there was three other Republicans that immediately said, oh, I'm, I'm in. I'm declaring. We knew that. 
We knew that their hate for me was so incredible that if I didn't sneak in and make it oh, nearly impossible, all I would do is just draw a giant target on my back. Not, not Eddie Aragon. There's no way we can have Eddie Aragon. Let me show you how we outperformed. Even outperformed Dan Lewis back in 2017. And Dan won. And what our entire goal was, two-prong. One, to get to the runoff. Two, to make sure that we won as many school board and as, as many city council races as we could possibly get as possible. Because we thought we might be able, as I've been saying, and everyone, we can flip the mayor's office. I should have been more clear about the December 7th number. The mayor's office and the city council and change the city and making sure. And I told you, we elected me as mayor, which would have happened December 7th. Michelle Lujan Grisham would not be the governor, period. According to the conservative New Mexican, the standard of the night was obviously the Aragon. The Republicans' highest showing in the polls was KOB4's 18, which was less than half a percentage point from the actual election results. The journal put Aragon at 13, and the paper had him at 11, though in its defense, the paper poll was conducted a month earlier than the other two, with a full fifth of the respondents unsure who they were going to vote for, 20%. Aragon's Election Day turnout represented 44% of our total votes compared to 38% for Gonzalez and 32% for Keller. That 44% also beat Lewis's election day turnout, only at 38% back in 2017. Republicans vote on election day versus early voting. We, we, we based a lot of what we were doing on that, unfortunately. Uh, you know what? Apodaca can go pound sand. He's an idiot. Jeff Apodaca, you don't have a political future. And I'm getting all, the, all your feed from KKOB, just so you know. Don't trust a pot-growing, quasi-conservative uh, who's the son of a very corrupt uh, governor, uh, Jerry Apodaca, which is where all the, all the corruption started with Jeff Apodaca's father. Understand that. Go back to 68, look at where the permanent fund is, okay? Make sure he understands that I said that, too. All right, Aragon's Election Day turnout represented 44% of his total votes compared to 38% for Gonzalez, 32% for Keller. The 44% also beat Lewis's election day turnout of 2017 of 38%. Okay? Beat uh, Lewis by 6%. Republicans vote on election day versus early voting at higher rates than Democrats. They did for Aragon this year at a higher rate than previous Republican mayoral candidates. For the critics who predicted that Aragon would end up in the campaign in the low single digits, 18% is more than impressive, particularly considering he entered the race late and thus campaigned for less than three months. No, accurately, it was precisely 60 days. 60 days. <clears throat> we've exposed the entire election, and we've exposed the New Mexico electorate, and this lesson, if you do not lose it, will help us win. I'm not saying we're going to win the governorship, because okay? I can tell you right now, that does not look good. <sighs> it doesn't look good. I don't, out care, a I, don't, cash. <laughs> I don't care how unpopular that woman is. Okay, but we can't impeach her. We win a majority of the House votes. We're sitting on 20,000 impeach MLG petitions. 20,000 of them. What do you think the first thing we're going to do day one if we own the House? 4624 to flip it. Nobody trusted Eddie. Everybody trusts me that listens to this radio station and understands that we are 100% correct in what we're doing. 
Why? Because we tell it like we, we call it like we see it, and we're accountable every single day. So their prediction, their pre-election prediction, that I wouldn't make it to the runoff, they were wrong. The average of their editorial board's predictions put Keller securing re-election without a runoff at 55.7%. The conservative Mexican was off by 0.3%. Gonzalez would take 26.7%. He was off by 1.1%. And Aragon would receive 17.6%, off by 0.8%. You want to know what a lot of that information is based upon? The information that we turn out on the phone calls that we make and based upon the actual turnout that's there. We encourage voting for Aragon on principle. A principled conservative wouldn't compromise their values just because the guy isn't the odds-on favorite. But predicted that the outcome would not go our way because Albuquerque voters are liberal. Politics favors personality over policy, and Aragon got into the race too late. To garner 18.4% in a few months is notable, and it's not unreasonable to assume that with more exposure in five- or six-month campaign, you're going to build momentum and made a stronger showing. As I just told you, I needed another month, and I would have won. Because the hate Keller vote is out there. Remember, only 28% of this district is Republican. Melanie Stansbury went to Washington, D.C. with no name recognition whatsoever. I stated ahead of every single person in the entire media, and I told you who was going to be the Democrat nominee once Deb Holland. And I told Joe Monahan, I told all the people out there, everybody knew. Go back down to the beginning of the year <laughs> yes, when indeed. I walked into the room and I said, that's the girl. Yep. I think I even played Mulholland Drive. Yep. That's the girl. You wrote a lengthy profile saying, keep your eye open on this one. That is, that is everything. Every connection, every way. She was placed in there. And I knew in the CD1 race that I would have been able to beat Melanie Stansberry. In a fair run-up to this race, with hardly any turnout, we would own that CD1 seat. We gave you a second chance here. Said, okay, I'll get in the last second. Okay, if we come in at the last second, we'll see what we can go ahead and do, because then the, the Republicans can't keep me out of the race. Well, as soon as I did, three other people jumped in. Do you see what you're doing here? Like, I represent the perfect cross-section of what could, could have actually got elected in 2021. But because people and operatives within the Republican Party thought that they knew better, they didn't. Oh, by the way, uh, Apodaca is a McCluskeyite, just so you know. <laughs> he's, a, he's the other Democrat besides Gonzalez. And yes, I just renewed my radio license. Good luck with that. If you want to work with Karen Montoya to try to revoke my radio license, uh, you're in for a long fight of your life. And I hope you keep going. You'll keep learning the hard way because we're fighting here for the 505. We're laying it all on the line. Everything. Are you surprised by the Aragon vote? We're getting fed. Surprised by the Aragon vote, I see. Oh, we're very surprised. You know how many people listen? You know how many people actually care about this city? They all listen here to this radio station. But the facts remain, 28% of the district is Republican and sent Democrat Melanie Stansbury to Washington to represent 60.4% of the vote. 60 point, she'll never get 60.4% again. Elisa, get going. Start your race tomorrow. Go make your declaration. Take her out. 
and its voters overwhelmingly support COVID vaccine mandates was the nail in the coffin for, for Mr. Aragon, who was the only unvaccinated candidate in the race. Who is going to be standing clear in 2022? The unvaccinated guy. Who will still be unvaccinated. And my kids are going to be unvaccinated at this time next year. For those who believe Aragon was a spoiler, the election results prove otherwise. Gonzalez had no shot at beating Keller. Well, Quite true. Can you imagine that debate? You'll divide the vote, Andy. You'll divide the vote. Yeah, these idiot Republicans who did that. We have all of them. We have all on tape. We have all your little musings and writings and Facebook postings. Those are my favorite. And there are a myriad myriad of reasons for it. His campaign was embroiled in scandal for Mr. Gonzalez from day one with allegations of voter fraud, as well as fines, reprimands, and endless and unsuccessful court appearances. His debate performances were unimpressive. His repeated request to please repeat the question made him seem made him seem unintelligent and unsure of his own platform. And his last-ditch effort to swing the election by accusing an incumbent of an extramarital affair and a police cover-up was low, undignified, and still, at this moment, unsubstantiated. And he could get prosecuted for it. And yet he's saying, well, I'm going to work with the mayor. How? Based on the numbers alone, Aragon's presence in the race wouldn't have changed the outcome of the election. Assuming Aragon only took votes away from Gonzalez, it's reasonable to assume he didn't pull any from many progressives from the Keller's camp. Gonzalez would still have finished at best at 44%, 12% under Keller. Did Aragon do damage to Gonzalez during the campaign? Probably. Well, he didn't have to. I believe I was uh, in the first debate at the Chamber of Commerce defending him, was I not? Yes, you were very I was, kind I early was, on. Uh, I was really <laughs> And <defending>. he needed <laughs> help. <laughs> and this was after his people decided to go ahead and uh, stick me with uh, and try to embarrass me. I'm like, I didn't hold it against you. And I know these lowly, lowly ridiculous people who make these accusations, and that's fine. I don't care. We did it better, cleaner, and stronger than anybody in the race. But it's pure speculation to claim that Gonzalez would have done better without Aragon in the race. One could just as easily argue that he would have done worse, actually. Nobody fighting back against Tim Keller's Republicans would have been even less enthusiastic with a Gonzalez alternative to Keller had Aragon not been in the race, which brings us to the turnout you want to know why there was more turnout for this and why i would have won december the 8th just need a little bit more time i had to sneak in on the front side because they would have done everything to hammer me and on the back side with the stadium being defeated what do you think we'd be talking about today just imagine that and you know all that had to happen was just a few bernalillo county republicans all they had to do, you know, they, did, did I tell you they kicked me out of the party? They literally kicked me out of the party, Bernalillo County Party, prior to the election. I have that in an email. Yes, I am n- not along, no longer. You've been part blackballed. Of, yes, yes. They, they kicked me out. Uh, the secretary of the party, who is now the executive director of the Bernalillo County Party, Mari Spinelli, literally kicked me out for not being registered. And then two other people including the head of the Bernalillo County Republican Party, John Rockwell, registered his place. And I, I got this by way of an email through through Jeffrey Snyder, oh, of, all, of all people. Yeah, uh, but actually he's, he's dead on right. He registered and he wouldn't even actually be eligible to be chair of the party. And he was the one who was manufacturing all the engineering, the consent within the party to go against me, having Manny Gonzalez featured by our count right now, and we'll get more, 14 different Engage events. 
Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Since I was in the race, 14 different events is how many times Democrat Manny Gonzalez attended these engaged events. So here we are. High turnout equals anti-Keller. Unofficial election results put turnout at 22% higher than 2017. Thank you for caring about your city, showing up to vote. That's important. Obviously, a good chunk of those voters were Democrat sheep who want to impose vaccine mandates as a condition of employment. 63% of Albuquerque, according to the journal poll, of the people who voted were Democrat. Remember, Dan Lewis got through. Glad we were at the top of the ticket and good for Dan. He's a good man and he is in the city council. Okay. By the way, Engage also threw a an, another soiree for um, one Louis Sanchez, and not the Louis, the good Louis Sanchez. The other Louis Sanchez is probably pretty good too, but he's still a Democrat, right? <laughs> if you didn't change, just because you're better than Land Senate yeah. doesn't mean you're a saint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keller's vote tally only increased 10 percent since his last election. Listen to this: from 60,219 votes in 2017 to 66,000 in 2021. The non-Keller vote increased 42.5% from 36,594 for Dan Lewis to a total of 52,000. Yeah. So I ask you today, and Manny, it will come out that shouldn't have even been in the race because he broke the law, and they are going to go ahead and prosecute him. And, and he's going to continue to prosecute me about my radio station. He's got other big, bigger fish that he needs to fry. You can't tell me that we would have closed... 14,000 votes with the same voter turnout in less than a, in five weeks, five weeks time. After having three more debates, hopefully on four, seven and 13 to actually expose Tim Keller. You can't tell me that we would have beat Tim Keller. Well, here's a silver lining. Four times as many non-progressives were excited about the race than progressives. But still, it wasn't enough. Folks, we're that close. We need another five weeks to go ahead and get the job done. You Republicans in Bernalillo County who decided to go against me and my candidacy after supporting somebody who is 0-5 in front of the ethics board, who committed voter fraud and yet is coming after me, and, and who made unsubstantiated claims against the mayor, which, which still may end up in court. We, we well, will, it will end up in court. It's guaranteed now. I mean, the attorney general is going to go out on a high note yep. and they're going to. One thing we do know about Democrats, Democrats are very good at making examples of their own. Ultimately, that is what is going to happen. OK. And there is no political capital for him to gain in all of this. Period. And in the Daily Lobo it was written that. Sheriff Manny Gonzalez will continue to enforce, despite it being unconstitutional, and the first oath of office that he takes is the Constitution. So I'd love to stop this talk, Manolo, but it's not going to stop as long as that ethics continues, that ethics claim continues to be made by you, which you've already stated, which will hold water, along with Karen Montoya, who's the PRC commissioner. Karen Montoya is a Democrat. She supported you, as many did a lot of rhino Republicans. Bill Ream, you'll be primaried. I oh, hope so. I guarantee it. We already have your candidate. You'll be gone. We're going to keep our Republican Party together. The state Republican Party is going to stay together. And we're going to attract a lot more independence because we are not them. We're not responsible for this mess that they've created. 
for the last 86 years. We're going to flip the House red. We're going to help all the Republicans down south. We're going to help all the Republicans up north. We're going to help every single Republican that there is, period. We're pushing back. They're pushing back nationally. If it can happen in Virginia, it's going to happen here. Okay? Hell, it almost happened in New Jersey. (laughs) That was stunning. Well, he made it seem like it was always Republican just because of Chris Christie. I'm like, have you have you seen Chris Christie, the great traitor? <laughs> All right, uh, we got Murder Mike. Uh, let's see if he's on hold. Let's see you on hold. Here we are. Oh, uh, just ahead of ahead of Murder Mike, uh, KOAT is reporting a SWAT situation. They reported this about. An hour ago, right around the corner from them, a SWAT situation near KOT, KOAT's building has blocked off traffic in the era, area. The Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office tells the station they are handling the SWAT situation on Comanche and Wellesley. There we go. Broad daylight. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, here from Murder Mike. Uh, Murder Mike, go ahead. Yeah. Hey, hi. How are you this afternoon? Good. Just real busy. I apologize. I had to. Take care of some uh, campaign finance stuff and uh, all that stuff. So we'll be wrapping it up, got all of our information in, and, uh, you know, a lot of hard work like that. But enough about that. The real work's uh, happening on the street uh, with our APD and uh, that thin blue line that we have out there. And we kind of hold on to every police officer that we can. How about a $20,000 raise across the board right now for our police officers? What do you think? I think that, that that that's the least we could do. Uh, they deserve a lot more than twenty thousand, but I, we'll take it any way we can get. And how it. about restructuring you know, their pay so we can retain all of them and bring more of them I, in? I think that'd be a, a better way to go. You know, instead of all. I this. think that's an excellent idea, and also maybe bring in some of the retired officers that are still uh, uh, capable of duty and bring them in. I know a lot of them used to go to the uh, public schools as resource officers, but there's a lot of retired officers out there that would love to get back on the department, I think, given the, you know, the right circumstances. So just a thought. Yeah. Good thoughts. All right, sir. Uh, what's been happening in the last 24 hours? Well, Dow just told my thunder, but the Burleo County <laughs> Sorry, Sheriff's Michael. Department is, is, is that's okay, Dad. I'm glad you did it. I, I, I thought that was an interesting uh, turn of events because the, the SWAT situation at Comanche and Wellesley concluded just a short time ago. Uh, BCSO did take two suspects into custody that are potential suspects in the Alvarado Square shooting as well as other violent crimes. So uh, that's, that's going to be uh, probably locked down for a short time longer, but they should be clearing that up soon. And then traffic news on I-40 westbound at University, uh, probably about 20 minutes ago, there was an elderly male attempting to cross the freeway. Now, I'm going to allude to some of that uh, later on in the report, but please, these pedestrians, we need to keep them off the freeway. I, my God, I don't understand that. But uh, anyway, if you're in that area, watch out for him just in case he's still there. So uh, beginning with traffic news last night, a bicyclist was critically injured after being hit by a car at Truchas and Burleson. Uh, that's in the northeast area. No word on the, if the driver was impaired in any way, and the, uh, the condition of the bicyclist is still in critical condition. Uh, then at 9.55 last night, a hit-and-run accident involving a pedestrian occurred at Unser and McMahon. There, were no inf- there was no information on the suspected driver. The pedestrian was transported to UNMH in serious to critical condition. Five minutes later, at 10 o'clock, another pedestrian, this is where I was talking about, was was uh, killed on the freeway by a hit-and-run driver. The accident occurred on I-25 southbound between Paseo and Alameda. 
an unidentified male who was walking in and out of the traffic lanes was struck and killed. The offender vehicle was described only as a dark-colored sedan. Southbound I-25 was shut down for several hours as tramway while the accident was being investigated. So, otherwise, in the news last night, at 9.30 last night, an unidentified male was seen pointing a rifle at passing motors in Louisiana and Candelaria. There were multiple callers on this event. APD responded, but upon arrival, they couldn't find anybody. A sweep of the neighborhood was conducted and a bolo was put out. Then at 11.41 p.m., shots were fired into a dwelling in the area of Broadway and Walter. There were multiple callers on this reporting that there was a number of vehicles that drove by shooting at the residence. No injuries were reported. Local hospitals were contacted. At 2.45 in the morning, a down and out, <laughs> I love this one. At 2.45 this morning, a down and out was reported at a fast food drive-thru. When police arrived. Was he sleeping in line? Was he sleeping in the line? Is that what you're about to say? Yes, yes he, he was in line yeah. waiting to get his order, and he passed out. You get the munchies after you smoke that much weed, you know, but then you get tired when oh, you're yeah. waiting oh. for your meal. Did I order the quarter pounder? You know, the, the dangerous thing about that, uh, let's revisit Atlanta, uh, Hotlanta. I thought exactly. Yeah, so so before we have too much fun with this, is this is one of those situations yep. um, where the perp or a, the lawbreaker, yep, yep. Uh, and it's a real dangerous situation for Extremely. police officers because if someone's waking up, just sort of like Narcan, right? Yep. I mean, we know there's the bad situations that our police officers are having to endure in these they don't know what they're going to be waking up to. And if that guy right. passes out, yep, yep, yep. you know, he has a little something and all of a sudden he wakes up in his car and he's refueled by, uh, I don't know, a quarter, whatever, I, whatever, hamburger or whatever. <laughs> gets him going and, and some Joel Cola or I don't know, whatever people order. That turns into an extremely dangerous situation uh, for any police officer. And, and if you've watched those, those videos, and I remember watching that video multiple times, those cops were way too deferential right, to that irresponsible person you're talking to mr civil libertarian here okay that guy was in public passed out at a drive through they should have grabbed him by the scruff of the neck hauled him out of the car had the other wow. officer move the car wow okay there that was a wendy's i know it was late at night but sometimes parents are out with the kids yeah that, that exactly. was a wendy's and they they were far too deferential to that guy and, the then, DOJ, and then of course he he rewarded their deference by attacking them so yeah, yeah the doj yeah. would not approve hero them. he was a real yeah, hero yeah. Yeah. you know any any yeah. guy that goes for the and remember he went for the gun so he went he reached for the gun there was a struggle he could a man who could handle himself then he was running i believe if i'm not mistaken uh and remember they have taken out this wendy's they burned it down oh yeah and the whole entire thing they took he took the gun he started running and then he shot him and I believe that the officer who shot him, if I'm not mistaken, is now serving time. Uh, I think he was charged. Yeah, he was charged. So, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, right. Did he have the taser or the gun? It was one or one of the other he had. That he no, he, he went for the gun. It was the, gun. The, the other guy who had the gun taken from him, I believe, went to taser, tried to pull off the taser off uh-huh. him and missed and then missed. And I think missed again. I think it was three times. Two yeah, or three Rayshard times. Brooks, that idiot. Rayshard Brooks, yeah. 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 You know, who was running away from the police officers and, and his family probably got a huge settlement, right? Yeah, guaranteed. Right I would fa- imagine. Guaranteed. Yeah. You, you don't have to imagine it happened all, all over 2020, 2021 bullet hits the back of any person. Uh, it's immediately like, Whoa, the attorney's like 10 million bucks. That guy's going to show up from uh, whatever, whatever his name is. I'm sure Rayshard Brooks family got 
So it's a, a it might be funny, but you have to be super careful about those situations. Our poor police officers are in a no-win situation. Uh, the lawsuit is continuing as of September of this year. What are they looking? His for? estate is suing the city of Atlanta. His his estate. His estate. He had so much earning potential. I'm sure. Did, what you, <laughs> does, did Rayshard Brooks' estate consist of? A, a, oh, Eddie, you should be one to talk. Does yeah. his estate consist of a bottle of Old English 800 <laughs> and some cigarettes? Maybe I, I don't know. And uh, and uh, and an apartment somewhere. So uh, I'm not laughing at the Old English part because someone's going to misconstrue that as something else. But uh, go ahead. All right. Uh, what else? Well, APD, APD did conduct this as, as though it was a felony uh, traffic stop. So they did not just, you know, go in there. Uh, it is. You're you're absolutely right. These are these are uh, these type of situations are very dangerous for uh, officers because, as you said, they, they don't know what they're going to do when the when the guy revives. Who's partying so, that hard uh, on a Wednesday night? Seriously. Like, why, uh, why are well, you so cranked up to ten at uh, two forty-five a.m. on a on a Wednesday morning, Thursday morning. Seriously. Oh, this happens too frequently. And here's, here was the funny part about it that I was laughing at earlier is when the PD finally revived the guy and put him into custody, they determined they ran the plates on the vehicle, and it turned out to be stolen. So here's this guy passed out in a drive through in a stolen car. I mean, you know, oh. how dumb can you be in that? But yeah. It is what it is. Well, and speaking of dumb criminals, at 5.15 this morning, a theft of an ATM machine was reported at the 7600 block of Wyoming Northeast. There's, still, there's later, still ATM machines? Yes, there are. Have you seen those new ones out there? Little, they look like little red telephone boxes. I asked the wrong ATM person. No, please continue. Let's go to the theft of the ATM machine. I asked the wrong person. Well, a minute later, a suspicious vehicle was seen with an ATM machine in the bed of the truck at Barstow and Paseo. Uh, there was no direction of travel indicated. Multiple APD units responded. They, they couldn't locate the vehicle, so a bullet was put out on all airs. That's to be on the lookout. Moving along to 614 this morning, APD responded to an attempted carjacking. By the way, just a little <laughs> note just a little note for you, uh, Murder Mike, when you're going acronyms, we want to be cool, so don't explain the acronym to us if you don't mind. We, 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 we'll, okay, yeah, yeah I didn't that. know, so <laughs> maybe I better explain myself, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep that. <laughs> I love picking like up Murder Mike. ATL and Apollo. And, uh, no, uh, just, just, and, stick, just stick with it. Just keep going. Blow through it, baby. Okay, at 6.14 this morning, APD responded to an attempted carjacking at the Cinnamon Tree Apartments in the 7600 block of Central Southeast. Upon arrival, they found a 13-year-old juvenile who had oh. been tased and then stabbed with a screwdriver by five the offenders. He was transported to UNMH in serious but stable condition. His involvement is unclear, although it appears he observed the carjacking and was attempted to intervene. APD is investigating. And moving right on to this morning at around uh, 9.30 this morning, APD bomb squad responded to a suspicious package or a backpack in the area of 3rd and Lomas, and just south of that uh, intersection. Uh, various streets in the area were shut down for a period of time while bomb techs rendered the area safe. Was and it was it was it a homeless uh, person's knapsack? Is that why we shut down the blocks and all that? I mean, seriously. Probably so. Probably well, you know, so. I would I would I would bet on it. I would absolutely bet on that. Uh, the, I doubt it was any a suspicious pack. Oh, there's a backpack on the road somewhere on the road on Third and what'd you say, Lomas? Third and Lomas. Uh, third and Lomas, just oh, south of the some, You think with the amount of uh, drinking and drugs and everything else that's on the street that that we allow. You don't think someone just inadvertently sort of just left their back? Oh, 
don't touch that back. Like, where have we gotten? I'm not going to touch that. I'm going to call the bomb squad on it. What what would have tipped somebody off to think that someone would just randomly throw a knapsack on third and Lomas to call to shut down streets? Like, this is the idiocy. I mean, you could at least shoot that bag if you were really that worried instead of shut down traffic. Wouldn't that make more sense? Just like, I don't know what's in there. Let's shoot it. Is it making any sound? No, it seems fine. Right? It, well, it, I, 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 the, the protocol, the APD officers are uh, first to respond, and they investigate the situation, and then they uh, they investigate it as best they can to determine whether the bomb squad needs to be called. So you're not you're missing was, you're missing the point, Mike. Someone oh, yeah, called in. Yeah. To, someone called in to say that. How would someone know that, that that's a suspicious bag, rather than it's just something that's sort of left there? It, it's it, there, there is no point. The point is, is why are you taking someone's word for it if you have to investigate it anyway? There's no reason to shut down streets in the middle of traffic at 9, 9.30 in the morning, which is the time you said it was, to go ahead and, right. and, and investigate something that you know isn't going to be blowing up. Well, but, I guess at the time they did, and that's why the bomb squad was called. A waste of APD resources, period. Uh, that, that, that call right there to investigate a uh, knapsack, what? Ten, twelve thousand dollars, right there. Does that that seem reasonable to everybody here? Just talking about a situation in in a threat assessment. <laughs> you know, you 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 call it the bomb squad with that, but meanwhile, someone's held at gunpoint somewhere in the near Northeast Heights, and you can't get a police officer there for four hours because we're investigating a knapsack that's sitting on the street corner, Third and Central. You see what I'm saying? Like this is asinine, and don't try to explain it away for them. That doesn't help anybody. It's like, well, we've got to go ahead and uh, you know take into account of how they're looking. What does that even mean? If there's a bag, pick it up, look at it. If it feels like it's TikToking, set it there. Tell someone to come and uh, blow it up. You know, they have that type of uh, capability of doing it without it. But, hey, move away. We're not going to shut down the streets. We don't like this knapsack. We're not going to call out the bomb squad. And it's just uh, this more overkill. And I, there's this sort of extrasensory drama that Tim Keller loves to create. He did it with the um, when the Darian Bashir murder. Right away, it was like, well, we're coming for the guns, and we're going to do a, a, a complete and total op, and I blew that up. How did I blow that up? I'm the only person who had the actual tape of what happened. And you realize, what well, this is a bad guy who shot out the police with an AK-47 in February. His ass was back out on the street uh, in May, and we got to do something about keeping these people behind bars. Well, what did he talk about this entire time? Turnstile justice system. Well, you're the one who had your buddy Raul Torres out there cranking it out, making people employ the Arnold tool, getting rid of the uh, bail bondsman. Like these are all the things that Tim Keller, Raul Torres, and uh, the very, very loosey goosey uh, uh, justice system that we have here in this state. Like this, these are just easy calls all day long. You don't need to call in a, a ten to twelve thousand uh, dollar uh, operation for two hours, shut down traffic as a response to a knapsack sitting on the corner of 3rd and Lomas. It's ridiculous. Sorry, uh, I could poor, agree poor Mike. I, uh, <laughs> I can only explain the, the protocol that, 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 and the procedures that go down in assessing the situation. So I, I really take a neutral standpoint. It does seem ridiculous, but I, I know how the, how the department works, how they respond to situations like this. And, you know, the the protocol and procedures is, uh, that are engaged to, you know, if it's a suspicious package that warrants the bomb squad being called. So uh, 
you know, I couldn't say I wasn't there. Uh, and no, I'm not, I'm not blaming I just, you. I just, I just don't try to justify oh, it. It's a, yeah. it's a protocol that shouldn't exist. It's, uh, it's overkill every single time. These are why our resources well, that's, are. That's true. I think these are why our resources, like, like someone needs to be thinking through this. Well, we do it as protocol. This is how we make the donuts. Time to make the donuts. Like we got to get out of this whole <laughs> frame of frame of mind. It's just, it's no, it's stupid. It's just absolutely yes, stupid. It is. We've got uh, police resources that are being consumed all the time. We can't get 911 response times up because resources are being consumed. Like everything that you have here is just about resources. Correct. We and have limited resources. And, our, bad. and we're about to have 200 less uh, police officers here in the city of Albuquerque because they're going to pick up and leave and they don't want to you know, be part of this uh, sideshow of the uh, Keller administration. So there you go. All right. Uh, what, what, what else? Well, the EMS system is just as bad, Eddie, if you ever want to uh, touch base on that, because uh, they are hurting really, really bad. Uh, when, they, when they have a, a down and out on a street corner, who's to sleep on the bus bench, they have to dispatch a police unit, a fire department unit, a fire department rescue, and an engine company, and an ambulance, all for a down and out. Now, that's tying up resources like you wouldn't believe. It's, it's also taking emergency vehicles away from that area of command that, could, that may have to respond to a shooting or a critical uh, incident that they're tied up on and down and out when there's so many uh, options there. They could have, there's three other ambulance services in this town that could respond to that. So, I mean, that's just one thing that the fire department is really frustrated about. But I'm going to move along here. At 345 this afternoon, the APD received multiple calls reporting shots being fired between vehicles in the 800 block of Chelwood Park Northeast. One vehicle was described as a white Jeep. No other vehicles uh, information was given. There were no injuries reported, although a large amount of shell casings were found along the scene. Local hospitals were contacted should any gunshot wound victims arrive in their ER department. So that's a quick look at, you know, what's happening. Uh, I, I, you lost it, me in that whole thing. I was interested in the story and I have no idea what numbers went into the hospitals. You just said gunshot wound victims went in. How many? Oh, well, uh, there, there was no, there was no, no victims were reported in the shootings and APD had just contacted the hospitals should any uh, victims of gunshot wounds arrive. So, uh, at, at, the, at that point, none had been reported. That I would, was, uh, I, I, here, here's another here's another thing. Uh, sorry to be so picky, but wouldn't the hospitals be contacting the APD at the point uh, as opposed to, hey, uh, APD is going to take some <laughs> quick time out here. We're going to reach out to the hospitals and, hey, we want to let you know if any gunshot. Like, just everything is, is totally backwards here. This makes no sense. They do, and, and, and the hospitals do report. Sometimes it takes a while. I think I think they're they're looking at the time element because sometimes if somebody drops a gunshot wound victim off at a hospital, especially if he's in critical condition, sometimes the hospital doesn't get around to calling PD for an hour or more, and so that's valuable time. So uh, again, there's a lot of protocols in, in place. Yeah, that, that protocol, back to the protocol. 70s. We got to go ahead and uh, get rid of a lot of these processes a lot of this has to do with this hey we've all you know why we do things this way Dowd? because we've always done them. thank you that's uh, exactly it I'm, I, uh, that's a tiring conversation to be thanks for the update Mr. Mike. um it's just tiring just to hear that and you just don't want the explanations you don't want the excuses or why this is happening like there's just little things that you can do better right um it makes no sense well, you know one of the things that first first tim keller did when he got in he, he got this stupid idea I think, uh, what, I think as soon as he got in, 2017, 2018, besides raising your taxes and you know, doing all the rest That's of that crap. Step one. <clears throat> what, what he wanted to charge the people 
who got into a car accident, a certain amount of money, if they had to use uh, the fire department. Do you remember that when he first started doing that? Oh. And I'm like, uh, that's like to city service. Uh, why would you be charging <laughs> your citizenry? <laughs> I think we already pay a fee called taxes. For yeah. That. Like, what? why are we going to be charging someone who's been involved in an accident, uh, whether or not he is responsible or not, uh, an additional fee that goes into that? I mean, think about that. It's just little things that I think really start to uh, pile and add up. But, uh, uh, I do have a very quick update on Rayshard Brooks because sure. you, you, you sent me, oh, I can't believe I had to, Sorry. I, I should have been keeping up with this, but the officer, all right, this is uh, uh, Rolf, what? Garrett, Garrett Rolf, he was the yeah. officer who did the, the shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's fired the next day, which you know immediately in a unionized workplace, that's not going to stand. He hadn't been charged with anything. You know, he hadn't been convicted of anything. So he's fired the next day. The mayor comes out and says he's the worst person in the world. He got reinstated by the Labor Oversight Board, not surprisingly, because he hadn't been charged with anything. He hadn't been convicted of anything. Of so he's on administrative leave. He's been charged with felony murder. His partner's been charged with uh, a number of lesser uh, crimes. And as of now, there have been three different prosecutors appointed to this case, and there's no fixed date on when the uh, trial will begin. So these poor gentlemen are waiting on a trial. Uh, of course, they've already been tried and convicted of the media a million times over, including by the mayor of Atlanta, one of the largest cities in the country. So uh, these are another, it's another case of cops uh, being sacrificial lambs for the woke mob. And uh, uh, as of as of August, these the trial was still being planned and scheduled, and it was the process was underway. The charges were still had not been dismissed, and uh, this, these poor guys are really taking it in the shorts. Uh, well, uh, he left behind four kids. Richard yep. Brooks did yep. uh, eight, thirteen, two, and his kids were Blessing, Makai. Memory and dream. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he was working two or three jobs to provide for all those. Kids. Yeah. Uh, what was he? Here we are. See. Solid and, citizen. Uh, uh, by the time they registered him, it was point one oh eight. I think you had too much to drink to be driving. Rolfer said, "Struggle ensued, during which Brooks managed to grab the officer's okay taser. Taser. Brooks ran a few steps, then turned. Glad they included that." Reynolds said during the Saturday afternoon news conference, "It was at that moment that the officer opened fire." Okay. It does appear in the video that he is fleeing from the Atlanta police officers, that he's fleeing, he turns back over his shoulder with what appears to be a naked eye to be his taser to the eyewitness, told us they saw the individual have that belonged to one of the officers. And, you know, this sort of contributed to the rest of the uh, uh, absolute and total disarray that was happening throughout the rest of the country. Yeah, you know, and, and we'll also don't forget, movement. before he ran away, he was hitting the officers. So it yeah. was a tense situation already. It wasn't like some guy just ran in front of you. You were walking into the Wendy's yourself as an officer. Uh, it was a highly tense situation from the get-go. All right, we got a commercial free uh, hour three uh, coming up next. Thanks, everybody. You listen to the war room. Uh, that was pretty cool, and I'm glad that you guys all got to hear it. Trying to work out some kinks. Uh, we do not, and nor does anybody, have the ability to go ahead and play the war room. Only one radio station in the entire country has that, but uh, the information is so powerful and important, and I don't care what they charge Steve Bannon with. You see, they went after Steve Bannon trying to make him responsible for the January 6th. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they're trying to do. He needs to be on radio, folks. At least one or two of our congressional delegations sent out press releases saying we voted to hold Steve Bannon in contempt. We're very proud of ourselves. I think yeah. Lonely Girl or Total Left Wing Fool, TLF, uh, Teresa Leger Fernandez. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. I'll hit the, hit the top of the hour news. I'll bring it back in six minutes. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in this afternoon. 
Apologize for the late start, 445, but uh, that was an hour and 10 minutes straight. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. People from all over come to Albuquerque to visit Old Town's historic candy lady. Whether in the mood for a special treat or looking for that perfect gift, our patrons will find assortments from chocolates, glazed fruit, fudge cakes, hard candies, local New Mexico flavors, and even unexpected treats. Check out the candy lady at candylady.com. This is Aragon, the rock of talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also have over 100 lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. Eight five six. 1171-856-1171, or you can email him directly, michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. Theplaceilike.com. Theplaceilike.com. Wow, it's great for locals. Awesome weekly deals, too. Tacos.theplaceilike.com. A great bakery? Cake.theplaceilike.com. Theplaceilike.com. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns. Defenders of your freedom. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. If you've been looking for guns and ammo lately, you know how hard it's been to find what you're looking for. At Los Ranchos Gun Shop, they expect demand to remain high throughout at least the first quarter of 2021, which means some shops and online sellers will charge crazy prices. Here's the players from Los Ranchos Gun Shop. 
You'll get a fair price and the kind of treatment you deserve to protect your home, your family, and yourself. Experience Los Ranchos Gun Shop on 4th Street, south of Osuna, or shop online at shop.losranchosguns.com. Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884-8229, 884-8229. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Chris Napier here with Loan Depot, the mortgage guy. As you look for the best ways to provide and protect for your family, the structure of your loans is critical. Your mortgage payment and its terms could be behind the curve. Let's ensure that when you're buying or refinancing your home, you have the best total cost. Call me at 505-710-2499 and MLS number 330093. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness Commercial Real Estate. Are you currently leasing but have always wanted to own a building? Looking to take advantage of all-time historically low interest rates? Call my direct line now at 256-1255 or visit waltarnold.com. Are you in set it and forget it mode with your investments? How's that working for you? Let's have a look. I'm Tom Crow of Crow Financial Advisors, and I'll give you a few ideas. Visit crowaboutmoney.com or call me at 243-2281. It's not what you make, it's what you keep. What's your plan for the financial future you want? Call Tom Crow at Crow Financial Advisors to change your approach to money. Dial 243-2281 or visit crowaboutmoney.com. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. The Justice Department in a court filing says the Texas law violates the Voting Rights Act and disenfranchises voters with limited English proficiency, voters with disabilities, elderly voters, members of the military deployed away from home, and American citizens residing outside of the country. The DOJ also contends Texas Senate Bill 1 violates the Civil Rights Act by requiring the rejection of mail-in ballots or ballot request forms because of minor paperwork errors that have nothing to do with determining a voter's eligibility. The law also limits early voting and eliminates drive-through voting. Supporters say the overhaul is necessary to protect the integrity of elections. Steve Rappaport, Fox News. House Democrats are still bickering over President Biden's social spending plan with a hope to vote on the measure in the coming days. The bill's likely to go through revisions before heading to the Senate. As the House prepares to move forward, the Senate continues to achieve progress in our goal of passing Build Back Better before Thanksgiving. That's our goal. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, but the bill would need a yes vote from all 50 Senate Democrats, and some moderates have expressed concerns over the cost. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says he will join Alabama, Georgia, the Republican National Committee and others in suing the Biden administration over COVID vaccine mandates for private employers with 100 workers or more. DeSantis says it's a huge overstep. There is no federal police power. Uh, The federal government can't just unilaterally impose medical policy under the guise of workplace regulation. The challenge will be heard by the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. In addition, Governor DeSantis says he'll convene a special legislative session mid-month to try to protect Florida workers from the federal guidelines. Fox's Grinnell Scott, the White House says a person who traveled with President Biden in Europe this week tested positive for COVID-19. America is listening to Fox News.
from the Fox News Podcasts Network. Stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News Hourly Update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it. Listen and download now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. What are the most important issues facing Americans today? Every Monday, join me. Brett Baer, chief political anchor and anchor and executive editor of Special Report, and my rotating all-star panel of experts as we discuss the policies, practices, and solutions to the biggest and most important issues of the day. You can hear new episodes every Monday. Subscribe now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. The Fox News Rundown is a weekday morning podcast that dives deep into the major and controversial stories of the day. Hosted by the anchors of Fox News Radio. Subscribe now to hear a perspective of news you won't find anywhere else. Listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. A pill to treat COVID-19 gets its first green light overseas. The world's first antiviral pill for COVID-19 has been approved for use by regulators here in Britain. The drug made by Merck called Molnupiravir is the first pill shown to successfully treat the disease. The UK is the first country to authorise it. US regulators are assessing the drug with a verdict expected this month. In London, Simon Owen. Fox News. A Texas real estate agent who bragged she wasn't going to jail for storming the Capitol because she is white, has blonde hair and a good job, has been sentenced to two months behind bars. The judge who sentenced Jennifer Lee Ryan questioned whether she is remorseful. While some rioters sentenced for the same misdemeanor conviction have received only probation or home confinement. Prosecutors say Ryan has shown a lack of candor and remorse for her actions. She is the 10th person charged in the riot to get a jail or prison sentence. A former MMA fighter is seen on video participating in the Capitol riot who has spent a considerable amount of time behind bars. The Justice Department will now seek perhaps the most severe sentence yet for a person arrested for alleged crimes at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Scott Kevin Fairlam, who is accused of punching a D.C. Metropolitan Police officer, could face four years in federal prison if convicted of assault and other crimes like weapons possession. Fairlam is a former MMA fighter and is purportedly seen on video striking the officer and shouting obscenities. Evan Brown, Fox News. A tiny home in Newton, Massachusetts, a wealthy suburb of Boston, is sold for $315,000 after being on the market for a month. The roughly 250-square-foot house had been listed for $450,000. Several unusual homes in the Boston area have sold for high prices in the past several months. Boston's famous skinny house sold in September. I'm Lee Silicera. This is Fox News. that people are getting now cover that they're, they're they're okay you're not gonna you're not gonna get covid if you have these vaccinations somebody gotta do it hey let's go brandon i keep the drum like i'm nick cannon hey hey let's go brandon pandemic ain't real they just planted hey hey let's go brandon when you ask questions they start banning hey hey let's go brandon hey hey let's go brandon hey hey let's go brandon i keep the drum like i'm nick cannon hey Let's go Brandon. Pandemic ain't real, they just planned it. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. You ask questions, they start banning. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. Let's go Brandon. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. Fire said the just stopped the spread, it was lies. I remember how you wrote, but you haven't opened your eyes. These politicians are demons just in disguise. Hey, look at Kyrie Irving and Nicki Minaj. Look at Australia, that's what's coming next. 
we don't stand up. Stop complying with them, taking our rights, it's time to man up. Tuggin' voting for red back laws, that's just what I can't trust. If you ask what's about the facts, then they gonna ban us. Hey, this is about control, everybody knows, everyone complies, we're the kinds of pros. I don't need a plane, I just hit the road, I do what I want, I can't sell my soul. Market about the crash, this is what you chose, ruining the country, I think that's the goal. You gon' take the mark, I take never rose, I'm a man of God, I can never fold. I keep a drum like I'm the cannon. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. Pandemic ain't real, they just planted. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. When you ask questions, they start banning. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. I keep a drum like I'm the cannon. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. Pandemic ain't real, they just planted. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. You ask questions, they start banning. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon and clear that man a rat. Let's go, Brandon, now the Taliban a threat. Hey, you planted, now the Taliban is standing on our neck. Chanting death to America, you are belly president. Listen, I don't think you here, man. Let me make it clear, man. Better keep your hands into yourself, that stuff is weird, man. I wish I could take you in the back place, smear the queer, man. You can take the backs, I fear God. I don't fear, man. I'm on gear 10, believe me, we ready to rumble. The only play the joke can execute. Is a fumble. I think we all know he's after lunch. That dude went camping. I'm a Christian, so how do I say this? Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I keep a drum like I'm the cannon. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Pandemic ain't real, they just planted. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. When you ask questions, they start banning. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Hey, let's go, Brandon. We know he capping. Patriots out in the street taking action, hunting us down for speaking the truth. Beat on the pedal to save all the youth. Media lying, ignore all the crying. They build them back better, but only the Taliban pilots on strike with the show it's irrelevant. Open the board, I lose all the order. Divide us up so they know that we never win, but we're united. We here in the stadiums, everyone chanting and seeing it's thunder and Biden collapsing and Democrats dealing it. Hey, we look at Joe. Can we get a refund? How about some mean tweets? Joe is a crook and he knows how to deceive. FJB is a motto in these streets. Let's go, Brandon. Sing Let's it with me. Brandon. I keep a drum like Dominic Cannon. Hey, hey. Let's go, Brandon. Pandemic ain't real. They just planned it. Hey, hey. Let's go, Brandon. You ask questions, they start banning. Hey, hey. Let's go, Brandon. Hey, hey. Let's go, Brandon. Hey, hey. 606 in the fight for the 505 right here in the Kiva on AM 1600 FM and rockoftalk.com. We're going to be playing that song at the top of the 6 o'clock hour all the way throughout the rest of the year. And uh, I don't care if you like it or if you don't. Uh, it is uh, That's what happens when you get uh, truth bombed at uh, 606 in the 505. And I got to tell you, I love it. We didn't get to our coal stuff. And I have it written down here. I apologize for that. But uh, this is what's happening. Have you seen the gas prices that are happening right now uh, at the pump? I mean, you're paying more than $4 at the pump for the premium 91 uh, uh, gas right now. Uh, and if you're buying 87, I think, what, what are we, a AAA, like 335, 340? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's pretty incredible. And so you've got to become a frequent shopper, whatever grocery store that you're at, or just to get some sort of uh, discount. I think the cheapest uh, that you can get is either Sam's Club or Costco at probably like 325 or something. Statewide, we're 337. That's okay. only four cents less than the national average. We are sitting atop a reservoir of hydrocarbons that most countries would die for. And we are paying almost at the national average would in our, you know, it should be 20, 30 cents below the national average. You want Crazy. to impeach? You want to impeach MLG? This is the reason, yeah, right that's, here. That's one of many. Uh, this yeah. is one of the uh, one of many, but uh, 
one of the main reasons here. Do you want to? Uh, well, I'm going to do the text after we get to this very important story, Dowd. Uh, he was very proud of it, and uh, for good reason. You can find it directly at rockoftalk.chat. That's www.rockoftalk.chat. Don't forget Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, uh, podcasting on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. will be all cut up tonight, finally. Uh, I, this is what happens during a campaign. You get exhausted in the last uh, couple of weeks. And then don't forget you can download the apps for rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com uh, as well. So we all gather to fight in the 505, to fight for the 505, and... The latest musings of D. Dowd Muska on this uh, Cole story. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, and of course, let's start things off by saying happy birthday to Russ Cole, as in C-O-H-L-E, none other than Rustin Cole, played by Matthew McConaughey. Hey, 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 the first season of True Detective. Uh, Probably Eddie Aragon and I don't agree agree more on anything on planet Earth other than the fact that the first season of of, uh, True Detective, flawless, impeccable. So I threw I threw our Russ Cole quote in there during the break. I was saying to Eddie, Russ Cole is a very dark character. So I, I, I try not to bring things down too much in the daily uh, in the daily blast. So I uh, I put in one about his uh, people uh, incapable of guilt usually do have a good time because those of us who are raised in a more Catholic tradition, guilt is always part of our lives. But uh, Russ Cole, many, many, many uh, uh, good quotes. Uh, one, I wanted to put one, one of my favorites in there. It gets a little crazy. Someone once told me that time is a flat circle. Everything we've ever done or will do, we're going to do over and over and over again. Um, I also do like the other one, which is, uh, oh, the world, yeah, the world needs bad men. We keep other bad men from the door. So, uh, Rust, uh, uh, a tortured man it for, is for many a, reasons, but a, a wise man. And a brilliant character. Uh, yep. Matthew McConaughey's best work ever. Ever. And uh, you won't find a better, I think, uh, way to binge on anything than True Detective uh, Season 1. Uh, I've watched it twice. Uh, the problem that with the uh, binge is once you start one, you have to go you can, yeah, all the way through. You go all night. You it's can. 3, 4 in the morning. And uh, my sister, since she was in London, they go all over the world to go to the theaters. And they're, they're always doing that. And, and Woody, she said something about Woody. I don't know if it was related to True Detective or not. He was in the seat next to her or two seats over or something and she said something kind of loudly so that he would hear that she was saying something about some work he had done and i don't know if it was true detective or not and he kind of looked over at her and gave, gave her a little uh, little head bob i guess uh, let me uh, give Harrelson. everybody the intro uh for everybody uh let me just uh, very quickly for for dowd because this is something that dowd knows a lot about uh this it, uh, what is this called the handsome family yes Yes. It's it's incredible. The cactus song. Yeah. yeah the blooming cactus at night. Does it really? It feels like a very New Mexico song. Chilling. Does, yes. Yes. It's sort of the way that it is. Uh, well, just, just to let you just hear the touch, and we'll we'll wrap the show with it, of course. But this is the start of that, and it's uh, as Dowd said, chilling, haunting. It's all that, and then some. I've gone at least three times all the way through. You know, it might be time for number four. It's been, it's been at least six months since I watched the first season. <laughs> we've we never again. watched anything together, right? <laughs> no, no, but yeah, we, uh, watched we watched Gladiator together. Gladiator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, different, different, different kind of thing, but uh, very dark, but very beautiful and hauntingly beautiful. And there are some redemption for some of the characters. 
Some people come to a bad end, some don't, but uh, I encourage it all the way. All right, different type of coal. We're talking C-O-A-L here, ladies and gentlemen. In the world of MLG and Martin Heinrich, when they jet off all over the globe to uh, go to their global warming conferences and lecture the rest of us about our irresponsible energy use, uh, they... And they use this kind of terminology all the time about, you know, the energy future, the energy revolution. We're all it's all going to be wind and solar. Meanwhile, uh, back here on planet Earth, uh, not in Taos and Santa Fe, the cocktail parties in McLean, Virginia and Fairfax County and uh, what Jackson Hole. They like going out there. Marin County, Fairfield County, Connecticut, the places where American elites hang out. Uh, in reality, coal is not disappearing. Uh, in fact, coal is experiencing something of a comeback. Not just abroad, but also here, uh, the federal energy, uh, there's a great group of federal energy uh, uh, researchers that I've talked to them. They've supplied me information one-on-one. Great, great group of people. You rarely hear me speak well of federal bureaucrats, but these are great people. They run the U.S. Energy Information Administration. They are predicting that we are, in this year, 2021, going to experience the first year-over-year increase in coal-fired electricity generation in the United States since 2014. So seven years, it's been going down, down, down seven years in a row. 2021, they think it's going to be up uh, year-over-year because the price of natural gas has gone through the roof and coal prices are uh, relatively stable. So coal making, mounting a little bit of a comeback in the United States. But where you really want to look at where coal is uh, king, still king, it's abroad. Uh, China is the world's largest importer uh, of, of coal. They, they buy it even from the United States, uh, a lot from Australia, too. Uh, they are ramping up production. Uh, they've had a shortage over there. It's been uh, it's been a little more than a little chilly. Uh, an envir- a left wing environmental group. There are free market environmental groups that we never hear about. But a left wing group put out a report a couple months ago or at the start of the year saying China built three times as much New coal power capacity is all other countries in the world combined last year, 2020, the equivalent of more than one large coal plant per week. Uh, these are the people that were told, oh, all you know, the third world, they're all coming around to green power, too. And, you know, we should subsidize that uh, with your tax dollars. Well, China, people in China are actually preferring to have reliable baseload electricity, the kind of things that you and I have enjoyed in America for a long, long time. They like air conditioning over there. They like to be able to charge their their cell phones. India is a very interesting place. Seventy seven zero percent of India's electricity, uh, another one of you know huge carbon dioxide emitter, uh, comes from coal. We in the United States export uh, coal to India and uh, other other countries. Asia is where the real growth is. Half the sixty percent of the world's population, half of global manufacturing. They are not kicking the coal habit. If anything, they're intensifying their coal habit. And we we hear about the Permian Basin, uh, oil, natural gas up in San Juan County, New Mexico. We actually have quite a lot of coal in in New Mexico. We have the 10th largest reserve in the country among the 50 states. And we've been mining coal as far back as the uh, mid-1850s in New Mexico. We have a long, long tradition of mining coal, consuming it here. And Eddie, in in a couple places up in the Four Corners region, the four western states, the glorious western states of Arizona, Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, some people still use coal for home heating in some of the more remote places in the Four Corners region. So Karen Bedoni. Yes, yes, I remember saying that. Yeah. So coal is not going away. Coal is here. Uh, it's actually the demand is going up in some places. And coal production in New Mexico, of course, because they, you know, they're trying to kill it by reg- regulation, strangulation by regulation. Uh, we have dropped. Let's see. We were at 21. Let's see. We were at. Uh, yeah, we were back down to 10.2 million short tons in 2020. That is more than 50 percent below a decade earlier. Uh, the coal industry is uh, dying uh, in New Mexico. Guess what? Uh, 
the coal industry in other places is actually growing in the United States, certainly globally. Coal companies are offering six-figure salaries for people to come in during this return, this, this boom that may be sustainable now that maybe the global economy is, is coming back uh, from Rona insanity, certainly maybe not New Mexico's economy, but, but nationally and internationally. So coal is a wonderful opportunity for New Mexico. We have a tremendous resource base here. Uh, it's up in the San Juan area. There's also in the Raton area, there's a big coal seam up there as well. So uh, coal, it's good for making electricity. Uh, we have developed uh, amazing technology in the last few decades to make it much, much cleaner. Uh, the people of the world, the developing world, they want reliable electricity. Coal gives you base load. Uh, when you have supplies of coal coming into your power plant, you don't have to put your hand up in the air and feel whether the wind is blowing or not. You don't have to care whether it's daytime or nighttime. You have your fuel right there. That's why it's called base load power or dispatchable power. So uh, coal should be a big part of New Mexico's economic development strategy. In reality, it's exactly the opposition to coal that is a big part of our policy architecture here in New Mexico, where you have a governor flying off to Glasgow, Scotland, to preen herself about how green she is when we have a wonderful resource right here in the state uh, that could create jobs right now, right today. And if we could get more of that coal into our export terminals in the United States, the United States exports coal to just dozens and dozens and dozens of countries. It's a really, we have a balance of trade when it comes to coal uh, on the right side of the ledger if you're, if you're from the sort of Pat Buchanan, Donald Trump trade perspective. So why are we not embracing our coal blessing here in New Mexico? Why are we not selling it to our country and the rest of the world? Well, decide for yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. I would say that the uh, green lobby uh, is enormously powerful and people like Martin Heinrich and Michelle Luan Grisham are completely in the thrall of those people. And they're not really looking out for good employment opportunities in New Mexico. They'd rather make wonderful campaign commercials about how they're fostering the green revolution and changing uh, New Mexico for the better. While, of course, in reality, they're killing jobs and driving up the cost of electricity in New Mexico. Uh, check it out at rockoftalk.chat. This is a paywall-free piece. At the first of every month, I always pick out a piece to put up uh, paywall-free, and it will be uh, it's a fun deep dive into coal, our past, and what could be our future if we had different <clears throat> leadership in government in New Mexico. Um, what was the carbon footprint of... Uh... Of, of uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham's flight to Glasgow. Yes, I know that uh, Power uh, of the Future, Larry Barron's has been asking that question. Uh, yes. Well, it's pretty easy. You yes. can go to carbonfootprint.com and anything. There's a trip to work, whatever it is. 8.92 metric tons of CO2E. Yeah. If she wanted to offset what she was done, and this is uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham, she's not sitting coach, she ain't sitting cookie. <laughs> The, the top woman, shelf the all top the way. Shelf, the top shelf tequila and top shelf flight. Wagyu beef. And, and that's right. I'm sorry, ma'am. Would you happen to have any gray coupons? <laughs> to offset her carbon offset options here. To offset your flight's footprint of 8.916 tons of CO2E, you have, you have the ability to go ahead and plant. Uh, here's what you need to do. My God! <laughs> you need to uh, complete a hundred and fifty dollars of re a hundred fifty six a hundred fifty dollars and twenty six cents uh, to reforest Kenya. Ooh! How many uh, how many trees is that? In uh, in probably what, six eight. Uh, in <laughs> community projects, if you want to offset that, you have to <clears throat> add one hundred and five dollars and forty four cents. Uh, for a range of projects within developing countries to offset her portfolios that have strong additional benefits beyond reducing carbon emissions. 
Uh, she also needs to do $195.34, including a 20% uh, value-added tax to offset nine tons for United Kingdom tree planting if she wants to offset what that, that trip to Glasgow. Uh, she could also add an additional $89.94 for a personalized downloadable certificate available to verified carbon standard towards the reduction of global warming. Mm -hmm. Uh, They also give her the option uh, when she's traveling to Glasgow, she can offset a different amount and uh, can she actually do it in payment options? On a monthly basis, she can pay back the cost, the carbon footprint emission of her trip. Uh, And it would probably somewhere be in the, oh, $7.49 to $21.70 for 12 months. or $16.70 to reforest in Kenya. There you go. Okay. Just trying to be responsible here. You know, we want to make sure that we're doing the best thing that we can for our, and now that's a lifetime of reforestation. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Those, those trees aren't going to be dying now. It's a hundred years of that, that tree to go ahead and emit enough oxygen to pay for Michelle Lujan Grisham's trip to Glasgow. <laughs> well, you know, the other thing is we know she loves expensive Wagyu mm. beef. If I'm not mistaken, the vegans, the greens, and the climate uh, weenies, they're not a big fan of the, 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 the cattle industry, right? They don't like us eating steak because the methane, that, as, the, as the Brits would say, the methane that comes out of the, uh, the other end of the cow. So I wonder, maybe she could impose sort of a vegan standard in her administration, or at least at the governor's mansion, right? I mean, Wagyu beef to generate one pound of Wagyu beef. Uh, yes, uh, Dowd. The uh, feed. Uh, understand the lifestyle impacts. Eating meat, <laughs> you want to be totally and completely carbon neutral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is uh, pretty incredible. I, 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 do I want to get into this? I'm going to make my own uh, brain not work. This is, this is ugly. Michelle Lujan Grisham is a uh, carbon foot, footprint <laughs> consumer. Let's see. Propane, uh, coal, heating oil, natural gas, electricity, flights you can do. You can do car. You can do motorbike, you can do bus and rail, and then secondary uh, includes, I don't know, do you eat, see how much? Do you think she's a heavy meat eater, a medium meat eater, or a low meat eater? Or do you think she's a pescatarian, a fish eater? What, what, what would you say? <laughs> mm, let's see. How, much, how many pounds of beef does Michelle Lujan Grisham eat per year? I would say for her size, above average. <laughs> she's not a large she, person, she, but... You think she's pun- punching above her weight? Yeah. yeah. All right, so we're going to call her heavy. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Ms. Sorry, Governor. Apologies. Husky. Husky? <laughs> would you call her husky? I never... Stout. <laughs> what's the first word that comes up with husky? Is it the dog or is, it, or is it a... Or is it a stocky woman? Stocky's good. <laughs> Portly? <laughs> oh, no, no. It's uh, stocky. Uh, does not come up. It's it's actually the beautiful dog with the blue eyes. Uh-huh. Uh, there it is. So, all right. So, heavy. Uh, how much is Wagyu beef? Oh, dear. Can you compute that real quick? Uh, let's see. We'll do it per on pound. a per, per month basis. No, uh, for a heavy meat eater per month, we've got to estimate her carbon footprint as she's you know chowing that down. Well, it can be as much as holy cow. It can it can go as high as two hundred per pound. Two hundred per pound for wagyu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, What's in it? Lowers on lower end is like one hundred and twenty. Is that like diamonds in that? Yeah, yeah. Never had wagyu. Wagyu. 
All right. Uh, wag the dog. Wag the bo- dog beef. All right. So let's say so she, she spends about 50. She, you think she does $1,500 per year? Yeah. And beef. That'd be fair. Yeah. One wag you and the rest is uh, thick cut sirloin. Top, top sirloin. You know, kind of one a week. And 12 bucks a steak. It's not bad. But yeah, that's about right. Okay. So let's, let's estimate it. 0.95 metric tons of CO2E. So she could eat for nine years. Listen to this. She could eat beef for nine years straight. Or she can take a trip to Glasgow. Right there. One trip to Glasgow versus eating nine years of beef at $1,500 a year. Either way, that's that's the equivalency. What do you think about mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Wagyu are fed for twice as long as regular cattle, which oh, means these animals are more expensive to rear. Okay. Are they massaged? Does someone yeah. go and stroke them and, you know, just you know, really uh, dig in? The, the marbling it... in the muscle is what you're looking for, and that okay. takes from 28 to 36 months, not the standard 18 months. Are, are the are the cows that are that are you know, sort of taking in the wagyu? Uh, if you will, or becoming wag. Does, does a cow become wagyu, or is it a ty- certain type of cow that is wagyu? Mm, okay. Like I, right. I don't know. Is it a breed? Like can any cow can run in the mill? Wa- can I get a wagyu cow? <laughs> <laughs> right. The taste is the unique. It's all about tenderness, and it literally melts in your mouth. It melts. Okay. I feel like I just need to take a bite of wagyu to make that determination. Uh, that's uh, very interesting. In the meantime, I'm looking at uh, beautiful huskies here. Uh, let, let's read all your texts. But uh, people are laughing, of course. Uh, no. She, well, come on, guys, come on, keep it clean. I'm not going to go in that direction. You know this. We we kept it clean. I didn't go. I didn't go in Manny's direction in the debate. There. Come on now. Come on. Keep it clean. Let me at him. Let me at him. She's a big guy. Light. She's a bit frumpy. I don't actually know what the word from. I don't think I've ever used the word frumpy. What does that mean? Yeah, it's like an old English matronly woman. I don't know that I'd say she's dowdy. Old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dowdy. <laughs> if I ever say frumpy, can it just hey dowdy? <laughs> dowdy and old fashioned, typically used of a woman or her clothes. I look like a frumpy mesh. Frumpish. Frumpish is uh, unfashionable, old fashioned, yeah, yeah, drab, yes, uh, yes. drab, gauche. We used to say that all the time. Oh, yeah, gauche. I haven't heard that in a way. Yeah. Scruffy, also uh, synonymically used uh, for that. Interesting. Gal. Uh, she's a big gal. I'd say frumpy. Okay. She, I don't know. She was always kind of putting on her best. She always, she wears the brooch. Oh, very big into yeah, the brooch. She, she's yeah, she's the brooch. You know, she loves Hillary. the brooch. Just, she loves the, she loves the uh, Hillary Clinton uniformity. Uh, you know, the, the <laughs> so, solid color. Yep, yep. The the mask has become quite fashionable. Oh, it has to be has image. to convey a message with each yes, new yes, transmission. Yes. Husky is a department at J.C. Penney. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> oh, maybe is for, that true for the men and women of significant tall, carriage? Yes, tall. I know. I go to the I go to the big and tall. The big and tall. Of course. Yeah. I, My father's six five. He has two, to go to the two big XLT. You know, oh. is that the big and tall? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Husky is a department. It is not a department. <laughs> is, is Husky a department? At J.C. Penney. Is Husky a department? Probably haven't been to J.C. Penney since 1989. Does it even exist anymore? Yeah. I mean, a lot of department stores have. Oh, they actually have Husky. Yes. What waist size is 18? Husky. What does Husky? Okay, so boys, there's Husky for boys and girls. Uh, Husky size, big boys. Big boys. 
Nothing here for girls. Mid-scale department store with 689 locations across the U.S. Is that an actual place? You see Penny exists? Really? All right. When I was a kid, I was considered husky. And there is a husky area at the store. I hated it. <laughs> Please. That's like a, is that like a whole TV sitcom? Is that like a, a Seinfeld? Or, or you don't want your, your friends seeing you in the husky section. <laughs> the day that I never fit into any clothes any longer, I was now considered husky. Whatever. It's a brand. It's a brand. Kids husky clothes at JCP. Pudgy. Yeah. Pudgy. Okay. Uh, people are going now for <laughs> pudgy. pudgy. Like, yeah, people are like trying to shut off the radio right now because they don't want to hear this, and they're like, I, <laughs> no, can't, no. I can't shut off the radio. Don't make me think what's about the governor. The, <laughs> what's the next word we're going to come up with? And, and choose your favorite. You never know which snow you're going to like on what day. I mean, you were labeled husky for life. Once you're labeled husky, you're labeled for yeah, life. Yeah, you never live that down. Really? Yeah. Is that is that a, is that true? Oh yeah. yeah. I would never use the word husky, but I mean, you guys are coming up with it. In addition to energy issues you speak about, how about the incredible damage the plastics industry is doing to the planet? Is this serious? Oh, with the masks? Is it is the, someone, the mask is, is, is someone seriously texting me this stuff? What about the islands of plastic floating on the ocean, the ocean animal stomachs? Are we, are we serious? There's also a young man who devised a device to go pick all that stuff up. Jordan Peterson's always talking about it. Governor Grisham abandoned Christ our Savior for the sun god. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm just reading it. Keep Let's Go Brandon at the top of the 6 o'clock hour. Hi, Eddie. Bannon was very informational about, uh, about on his show today. I'm so tired of Hannity telling us how humble he is. Hannity does go on and on about himself. i I got to take a page away from that. His MMA crap, and he talks over many of his guests. I would not be upset one bit if you replace Hannity with Bannon. You can't. It just, it, unfortunately, you can't. Uh, I wish. Uh, and here's a pic of the search for deaths across the vaccine of all dates from the CDC's own system. I can't read. B, do you ever describe women's or people's eyes as beady? That's <laughs> yeah, another word. Yeah. I don't know what the word beady, what is beady? I would never yeah, use like that word. Tiny beady. and, yes. Uh, beady eyes. Like, my my grandmother, Jean, always image? hated politicians with beady eyes. She, oh, she would never vote that. for a politician with beady eyes. <laughs> Where does beady come from? That would be in, like another thing. B-A-D-Y, yes, beady. Yeah. Beady. Having okay. small, glittering eyes, especially eyes that seem to gleam with malice, avarice, or lechery. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> beady. Yes, yes. We see you at the airports. <laughs> Yes, I'm watching yes. you with my beady eyes. Our husky governor with her beady eyes. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a plethora. <laughs> we of have the best audience. Uh, uh, if a pollster is off 5%, doesn't that make him or her bad at his job? That seems like a big miss. Yeah. Polling. I don't look at it. Just, uh, you get him, Eddie. Go tell him. On, I'm just saying, you know, we just don't need all the cleanup and the, you know, setting out the bomb squad. Uh, look, this, is the, this is the best way to quantify exactly what i want to say or fortunately our audience is incredibly intelligent and they know things murder mike's suspicious package and apd's response is security theater policy of fear it's fear porn don't go downtown don't go here don't go there it's a bag on the street pick it up turn it into lost and found oh <laughs> calling 911 what uh you need a Bucket sticker for your board behind down. I don't know what a, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, the butt, look, it's like a Bucky Beaver. Oh yeah. From Texas. Bucky's. It's like a, it's like a travel center kind of thing. Yeah. Bucky's. Bucky's. Yeah. We used to have those a long time ago. That must've been, they went the way of in and out. Uh, oh. Always stayed out. Did, didn't we use that Bucky's a long time ago here? 
like all those travel centers dried up. We had one that was on the Continental Divide, if I'm not if i not mistaken, Bucky's. My gosh. It's a chain uh, located in Texas, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. Maybe we never had it. Maybe I'm just imagining things. People are looking at your stickers behind on the rockoftalk.tv. Uh, too bad they can't see the ones on your table. Stuckies, that's it. Stuckies. Oh, Stuckies, yes. Is it Stuckies? Restaurant. What restaurant. do I know? Yeah. Uh, what is Elisa Martinez's email? Why are you chewing out Murder Mike? God, whoa, who's... Did I pick up a mom in this show? <laughs> why, what, what is this? Give me that. Stop Rah. lecturing us, Karen. 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 Love the new Tyrant Rick. Okay. I don't know what that is. But, uh, Eddie, it wasn't old English. It was Mad Dog 2020. I don't know what <laughs> that's that right. Is. That's right. I don't know what that is. Is that, is that more cheap? Uh, I, I made a reference to what uh, Richard, Richard Brooks might have been drinking that evening. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Do we know? Was it that? Uh, it's. Uh, popular, let's say, in his community. Popular. His? Well, yeah. that's, uh, that's my community, by the way. Oh, oh that's right. That's right. That's right. Hello? That's right. Are you are you lobbying insults over uh, here? Uh, POC. Betty's a POC. I am 4.6% offended. <laughs> that's the limit you're allowed. All the way up to 46 but no more. <laughs> my outrage only goes to 4.6%. That's right. <laughs> Hi, Eddie. Just a shout out to you and your great deal of gratitude for your impeccable run for mayor. Thank you. Kudos to you. Great campaign. On another note, I hope you will start to champion the discussion around the new OSHA mandate that is government overreach. It is. You see that? OSHA is going to implement that stuff. Yeah. And we're finally going to get back to doing a show. And uh, let's talk about Eddie Aragon finally. Um, but we were trying to fight for the 505, and we're going to continue to fight for the 505. I like the 606 and the fight for the 505. With more 411 here for your third hour. Is it around forcing businesses to get their employees vaccinated? We'll touch everyone and you as well. Know this ugly, and it needs to be pushed up to the Supreme Court. We, the Supreme Court ain't going to do anything about it. Honestly, one thing we can trust is that anybody from our side that's been appointed isn't going to, you know, go to Kemi Matumbo on any of this stuff. They're going to evaluate it. And to be fair, let's hear all the arguments. And then our uber conservative, what's her name? Amy uh, Coney Barrett. Amy Coney Barrett. I was going to say Amy Winehouse. Wow. It's, it's been a long time to talk about uh, federal politics. Uh, I'm confusing years. Things haven't changed that much, Eddie. I'm, I'm confusing years. Now, Amy Winehouse gone. on the Supreme Court, I would be, I would pay to see that. <laughs> you have to be able to read what's in front of you. you know? Yeah. Um, I hope that you know this needs to be pushed to the Supreme Court. We all need to start calling our senators and Congress. Yes, they're going to do it. If anything, a senator and congressman is going to do, they're really going to respond. That's why we got to replace the people who are up there. Um, we need to fight this tooth and nail. We will right here. We'll do it every day. Uh, White House accuses the GOP. I can't read super long text, by the way. Uh, my cleaner will be here. The Democrats were already in front of the public library gathering signatures with a big sign saying, help get Democrats elected. Yep. <laughs> Why are they doing that? It's very simple. What's well, very, very simple. What's happening? Amy, Amy Coney dog, blow it. All right. There we go. Uh, Eddie, you're a beautiful husky person. <laughs> <laughs> well played, my friend. Well played. But he does not have beady eyes. <laughs> uh, not be- I have super beady. Don't I have super beady eyes? Don't I, don't I look at every single person with malice mm, and lechery? <laughs> lechery, according to according to uh, many rhinos out there. Avarice, lechery, and malice. Eddie, you can't trust them. Like Jeff Apodaca is repeating. <laughs> like literally, what the rhinos are repeating, uh, Jeff Apodaca is repeating. To the KKOB audience. That they hilarious? go together, don't they? Oh, they go together. Like peanut butter and peanut butter, they stick to each other. Let's keep those guys out. Let's keep all the power for ourselves. My father, 
My father was governor of the state of New Mexico. Now my father was governor of the state. Now my father wasn't. You're a beautiful husky person. Recount the votes you deserve to be. Our husky mayor, Dan the Electric Man. Our husky mayor. I like that. Go huskies. Rhinos are real winos, probably. (laughs) Uh, Time for a laugh. Sheriff Manny Gonzalez, first address tonight from the election watch party, included an inopportune time to have some bachelorette nudity in the background. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Ryan Ryan Laughlin wrote that. Okay. Can you pull that up? From the bachelorette, the show? Oh, my gosh. Thank, Thank gosh. We had Stuckies, not Chuckies. Buckies. Duckies, I think. Stuckies, Buckies. Luckies. Huskies. Right. It's all right there. There's all the uh text, all the uh go, wind down our top five there, uh D Dowd from uh this morning's blast. Indeed, uh, indeed. Uh, and uh, just a final fact check of the day. Uh, I'm lo- I'm looking up at you got me really puzzled over this issue of can Maggie Toulouse all to as you say, Toulouse Littrek all of her Toulouse. run for uh again. No, she can't. The Constitution says no uh, uh, executive officers, after having served two terms in a state office, be ineligible to hold that state office until one full term has intervened. She won in a special election in 2016. Remember, Diana Duran left under a Uh, ethical cloud issue. So I don't know if her first two years until she won the four year term, does that count as a technically a term under the Constitution? So if it does, she will, will not be able to run in 2022. If it doesn't. Boy, I bet you the lawyers could have fun hashing this out. I mean, what the what the traditional definition of a of a term has meant in New Mexico government. But um, rock of talk, doc chat, ladies and gentlemen, daily blast. Uh, we're we're winding down. The paywall's going up for all our content. We're super grateful. Uh, we're coming up on one year of rock of talk, doc chat. We've been in sort of beta for a year, figuring out how to make this thing work. Uh, really value all your input. Uh, people who post. We had an angry poster today, which was very interesting. And uh, didn't didn't mean to offend anyone, but apparently we did. Sometimes that happens. Uh, the Daily Blast is going to be subscription only as of next week. We're going to be sending out some notices on all of that. The price will be less than 20 cents a day. Uh, support a media outlet that supports you. Support a media outlet that doesn't hate you and everything you stand for. Cut the cord. Cancel your subscriptions. Subscribe to rockoftalk.chat. Uh, the five big stories, most clicked uh, items. Number one the turnout uh, covered by a left-wing news site, a turnout in Albuquerque, and Eddie, I, I, I pointed out this, uh, I highlighted this specifically, over 118, initial numbers, over 118,000 people, more than 20,000 more than the last mayoral election. Uh, and that that number back then was the biggest number in a decade. So a whole lot of people, and I used to talk about this for the last couple of months, what are, to what extent are people going to be coming out of the woodwork because they're attracted to a candidate that they haven't really no, seen before. No, no, no. Sander Hoff played that down. No, oh, that wouldn't happen. Was a, you know, nothing, nothing was interested. Nothing, nobody, yeah, no woodwork effect Nobody, nobody no. cares no. about that. Uh, so that would uh, be very interesting. Number, top most clicked item number two was uh, an interesting piece about Washington, believe it or not, not telling you the truth, ladies and gentlemen, about putting your sons, daughters, grandsons, granddaughters into harm's way in Somalia of all places. We still have armed troops in Somalia. We're not really getting full details of that because the Biden administration, mm. the most transparent administration in the history, most. of course. Uh, number three, this fascinating piece, rockoftalk.chat on the rebound, the comeback of coal, C-O-A-L, uh, nice globally. Job. And I'm, thank, thanks, folks, for clicking on uh, number three. Uh, number four was a really interesting piece on, in the American conservative Pat Buchanan's magazine. And Eddie, this was, this was interesting because uh, it focused on Youngkin's uh, Mr. Young, the governor-elect of Virginia, who beat the incumbent, 
And how are the former incumbent? Republicans have long believed that capitulation on critical social issues is the only path to victory. This is the sort of Chamber of Commerce Republican yeah, right. kind of thing. Youngkin, Mr. Uh, uh, candidate Youngkin's Opposite. campaign built on the seemingly counterintuitive Opposite. gains of the Trump years and proved the narrative wrong. Yep. He stood strong on traditional soci- social issues, supported the pro-life movement and fought against gender ideology, run there amok. And go. the guy won in a very purple, if not blue state. Uh, excellent piece of Pat Buchanan's magazine. I recommend it to you. That, that guy, if he were running for governor, would win. Uh, yeah. But, I, I, but, I, but he, he he will not be running for governor. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, very impressive guy. And I got I to gotta look up look up some more of uh, his campaign. And finally, uh, the Moonbats are unhappy, ladies mm. and gentlemen. More whip, so whip waste coming through Santa Fe, going down to our repository down there near Carlsbad. And, uh, again, that's uh, rockoftalk.chat. We send out the daily Email is called the Daily Blast. It was named the Daily Blast by a certain uh, radio host. Oh no, I'm sorry, a radio uh, radio Shock. host, right? Uh, not, radio. not station owner, radio, uh, radio host, host. Uh, Eddie Aragon. And you can get it uh, for free for a couple more days uh, by signing up, and then we're going to have the paywall for that content uh, middle of next week. We've done a year of Rock of Talk Chat. Thank you, thank you, thank you for our subscribers. Thank you for all the people who contribute to us. And guess what, folks? We're moving ahead with year two. We're not dropping it after a year. We're doing year two for rockoftalk.chat, and you can get it all online, www.rockoftalk.chat. Yeah. By the way, I'm going to law school, Doug. That's right. If Levi, Chav- if Levi Chavez can get a law degree, I'm going to get one, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. See you tomorrow for us. She climbs and climbs up slowly The walls of boiling sun And when I touch her skin My fingers rattle blood In Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. The small, small.
after the summer. Uh, also coming up the.